Ask a foolish question, you get a foolish answer. Only before I could ask any more questions, a little lady was on her way out of the place. I looked at Benny just to make sure he'd heard the same thing I had. He'd heard. His mouth was hanging open like somebody had taken off the hinges. I left the bean room and started after the girl. At first, I thought I'd lost her. Then I saw her sagging against the side of a building under the elevator tracks on Deering Street. She saw me coming. Why did you me? What do you want? Oh, I'm just an old busybody. I don't know what to do. I'm going crazy. I should call Mrs. Warren again. Maybe he came home. Who? That man. Uh, the man you killed, huh? Well, that, that makes sense. Now, listen. Oh, lady. you don't understand. You just don't understand. This you can be sure of. I've got to find him. I've just got to. You've killed him, but you've got to find him. Yeah. I, I must go. Please. Please let me go. I'm not holding you, kid. But I... I don't know where to turn. I... You don't want to go anyplace, do you? You want help. All right. Here it is. I don't know you. My name is Stone. Now that we're formally introduced... The... The newspaper columnist? Well, the man's got to eat... Maybe you can help. Maybe you can, Mr. Stone. Yeah, but first I've got to know why you keep calling the home of the man you killed to see if he's gotten in yet. This is slightly confusing. All right, I'll tell you. My name is Ruth Baker. I'm receptionist and secretary for Dr. Stanley Loring. The specialist? Yes. Go ahead. There was a man, Philip Warren. A week ago, he saw Dr. Loring for an examination. Today, this afternoon, he came back for the report... I was in the outer office when Mr. Warren left the consultation room. He looked strange. Strange and frightened. Will you give me a cigarette, Miss Baker? Oh, certainly, Mr. Warren. Here. There's a lighter on the table. Never mind. I, I don't want a cigarette. Well, is, there, is there anything wrong? Hey. What time have you got? 3.15. You're a minute slow. <laughs> All that? Well, the minute is important. Very important. Well, if you're going to catch a train. No, it's always important. Well, yes, I, I suppose it is. Oh, yes. You know, I, I've lived all my life that way. Paying attention to time. Being punctual. My wife considers it a nuisance. Do you? Oh, I, I'm afraid I hadn't thought you of... You should. Everyone should. Time. Have you thought how many different ways one tells time? It could whisper in an hourglass, or tinkle in the tiny little clock, or it can roar. Or... Yes? All my life it's been important to me. Now he won't tell me when. All he says is sometime. That's not fair, Miss Baker. It's not right. Oh, look, Mr. Warren, perhaps you'd better lie down. Oh, no, no, no. I've got several things to do. Many things, in fact. Oh, I see. You don't. But that doesn't matter at all. <laughs> you know, in my office, I can hear the chimes of the clock in the tower above me. I've always listened to them. I, I like them because time is important. But I never heard them chime midnight. Midnight? I guess midnight is a special time. It's neither tomorrow or today. It's, it's in between. Tells a man that the day is over, another one's going to begin. It's like standing on the edge. Goodbye, Miss Baker. Um, Goodbye, Miss Baker. Yes, Doctor. Miss Baker, will you come in, please? Right away. 
Loring gone, Miss Peck? Yes, he just left, Dr. Loring. Yeah, that was certainly unexpected. I was almost certain it wasn't that serious. Well, put his examination report back, will you? Yes, sir. The closed file, Miss Peck. The, the closed? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. What was it? An inoperable condition. Oh, now I see. See what, Miss Baker? Why he acted so strangely. Oh, don't worry. You'll go home, think about it. When the first shock wears off, you'll accept it. What else can he do? What else can anyone do? After that, I went back to my desk, Mr. Stone. I was checking my files and... Come on, Ruth. 